Welcome back to Time for Nach. We are Perak 16, Perak Tezayin of Sefer Melachim Base, And we're still talking about the kingdoms of Israel, the kingdom of Yehuda. After all, as we've said many times, they split already from the times of the son of Shlomo HaMelech. And at this point, we are up to Achaz. Now, Achaz reigns for 16 years. He starts age 20, quite young, not as young as some kings. They were seven or 12 years old. But Achaz, age 20, who reigns for 16 years, he doesn't follow Hashem, and he even follows Molech. Molech is an idol, so Machalokes and the Gemara Sanhedrin, exactly how it works. But basically, you either burn your children or you move them through this kind of corridor of fire uh, in serving Molech, uh, which, according to some, is an idol. Uh, we have King Retzin of Aram. By the way, Achaz was uh, his king of Yehuda. Retzin of Aram and Pekach of Israel. They attack Yehuda the whole time, but they're not successful. Retzin conquers Elas. He dries out the inhabitants, and Edom dwells there instead. We have Achaz bribing Tiglas Pileser, who's the king of Ashur, with the valuables of Beis Hamikdash treasury in return for protection from Israel and Aram. And meanwhile, Ashur agrees to this. He captures Damasek. He exiles citizens and he murders Retzin himself. King Achaz sends a design of the Mizbech in Damasek to Uriah the Kohen, and he builds it. Achaz offers Karbanas. He says we have to have the daily Karbanas there instead of the genuine Mizbech in the Beis Amikdash. So we've seen the first major offense, not only to Avodas Hashem in terms of serving idols, but now there's a specific offense to the Beis Amikdash in replicating a Mizbeach and offering there instead, even saying the Tomid, the daily offering, which we'll talk about soon. Um, Uriah does this, and without any real vindication or justification, Achaz changed some features of the Beis Hamikdash himself. The Kiar, uh, he changes that as well. The Kiar is the sink that you wash your hands in. The Kohanim will wash their hands in. Uh, after Achaz's death, we have Chizkiah, who's going to start ruling over Yehuda. And then things are going to change a little bit. Just to focus briefly on, on one lesson, which is the daily Tomid. Uh, it's interesting that of all the things over here, the Kohen says the daily Tomid has to be the thing to offer you know, outside, the, the different Mizbeach. Why is it so crucial? Why are we focusing on the daily Tomid? What's so important about that? Uh, one of the ideas is that the daily Tomid means consistency. So you can have moments that are glorious, that are interesting, that are exciting, that are high moments in life. But unless you have the daily grind, unless you have the things that you do day in, day out, the non-negotiables, the things that are part and parcel of life, it doesn't work. You don't have a base. You don't have an anchor. In fact, Rashi writes that the, in Tanis that the reason why Tadir and Sha'ina Tadir, Tadir Kodem, as if you've got a choice between two things, one of which is more frequent than the other. For example, Ritzay in benching on Shabbos and Yalav Yava on, uh, on Yom Tov for Rosh Chodesh, and we say Ritzay first. Why? It's Tadir. It's more frequent. So what, why does that mean you say it first? It says, Rashi, the things that are obligated more frequently means they're more important to our lives. Hashem obligates Emunah the whole time. Chavos Halavavos talks about this. Chavos Halavavos, not Chavos Evarim. Things that are obligated the whole time, clearly they're more important for us. In fact, Rashi even says that the things that we need even for our physical lives, they are to be found more apparently in the world. If you think about water, if you think about oxygen, things that are necessities, Hashem makes them around, you know, Hashem means that, says that, you know, they're going to be found more. You know, there's more of them in the world. Those resources, you need them for your life. I'm going to put it there. Similarly, the spiritual thing, the resources, we need every single day. 
there are one or two exceptions. Of course, some things are special because they come once a year and they'd be cheapened otherwise if they were more often. For example, Yom Kippur and that part of Kapara, although Kapara and Shiva happen the whole time. It's just the centerpiece, or if you like, the epicenter is Yom Kippur. We're going to see what happens with Chizkiah, please God, Parak 17, tomorrow.